0: are looking at the strategies of warfare. We're looking at the battlegrounds we have to be fighting in. We can't get out of the heavenlies. We've been there for four weeks. I planned on being there one week. It's a lot of work to do. Amen. So tonight we're going to look at two things concerning the heavenlies, the warfare in the heavenlies. Now remember the fallen angels and Satan, he's the prince of the power of the air. And so he's working and operating over the atmosphere and the realm of the earth trying to pattern and multiply the armies to accomplish uh, and prevent God's kingdom from advancing. How many of you know the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church? The church is an offensive force. It's not defensive. It's moving forward and it is taking. And what the Bible tells us to do in our strategies of warfare is to break down two areas and now those are authorities and strongholds and so what we want to do is displace them see once christ came and brought his authority breaking the power of the enemy to accuse us because now the blood of jesus cleanses us and he disarmed the powers and principalities put them to an open shame but the problem is the rest of the world's still fallen listening and maintaining the ground that he had already obtained through fallen man. We are to advance and tear down those strongholds and those authorities. So these two things that we're supposed to displace, and the first are the authorities. Those are the powers, the those uh, beings that have the authorities of the heavenlies, the military structure that are setting up these uh, lines of demarcation across Nations and states and cities and neighborhoods. So, Revelation twelve eight says this, that there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. They were displaced. That's our job. When we are going to warfare over the, in the heavenly realms over our cities, over our state, and over our nation, we are praying to displace those princes, powers, and authorities. Remember, I remind you that when Jesus in the book of Luke sent out the 70 into the streets, into the cities, and as they cast out demons and healed the sick, they came back rejoicing And Jesus said, I saw Satan, what, fall like lightning from heaven, displaced in authority over those cities. We have that authority and power in the name of Jesus to displace them. And that's our goal, kick them out. By the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember the demoniac that uh, the seven sons of Sceva saw Paul casting out demons and displacing them. And they wanted to do it too. And they tried and the demons said, Paul we know Jesus, we know we don't know you. So in other words, there was an authority from those who belonged to Jesus. Jesus. We have the authority to be called sons of God. We have the authority in the name of Christ and by his cross to displace powers and principalities. Other people don't. And so that's the power of the church. It's interesting in 1 Kings, it says this about those prophets of Baal that hung around with Jezebel. And Elijah said, draw all those near. And he called them all who eat at Jezebel's table. This tells you what those spiritual authorities are trying to do. Those authorities are trying to win over and subvert people to their understanding of reality. And I'll tell you what, if you befriend some people, sit at their table, you'll begin to talk like them, act like them, and respond like them. And that's what was happening to these prophets of Baal. They got to eat with Jezebel at her table. So whose attitude did they get? Jezebel's. Jezebel's. But who's invited us to a table? Yeah. The table of the bread and the wine, the table of his body and blood. And so we're to act and to move like Jesus. Now, what these authorities are trying to do is subvert reality. If they can gain control of the language and the ideas... They're going to change the environment of cities and nations. And so they're going. these authorities are going to draw into the table those and draw those who have itching ears to hear and to understand. They're going to change the language of what is right and wrong. They're going to bring persuasion. They're going to give false information. They're going to change the narrative and change the story. I want to rewrite history. You see this continually in nations that are being brought under slavery and control of false doctrines and false imaginations. These are pretensions that exalt themselves over the reality, a biblical reality of what's real. Probably one of the biggest forces that has done that is atheism, evolution, an evolutionary mindset that is basically the standard of a worldview across the globe. We come and say we have a biblical worldview, we believe in creation, that God created all things. We can't even get that agreed on in the church. We say God created uh, everything in six literal days. We believe what the Bible says literally. We can't get many churches left anymore that say that God created everything literally in six days. They blend what is the, the concepts and research of science that is really just... Um, postulations and ideas from false information of how old stones are and formations are billions and millions of years they have to have that in order for evolution to work and unfortunately it's invaded the church and christian mindsets there are few who believe literally the word of god that god created everything in six days and so that's a classic example of an authority and a power in the heavenlies that has literally distorted the worldview of mankind. A classic example is go on YouTube and go down some rabbit hole of some conspiracy theory. By the time you get out, you believe that the earth is flat, that we never landed on the moon, that um, all sorts of weird, crazy things... And and they present these ideas over and over and over and more and different, and all of a sudden you start believing this stuff. It's exactly that concept of a false reality that these authorities are trying to convince people of. The prophets of Baal were completely convinced by Jezebel that listen, folks, these were Israelites. Do you understand what I'm saying? These were people of Yahweh. These were the Israelites. But they sat at the table of Jezebel and finally got completely convinced to leave the priesthood of Yahweh and offer their priesthood to Baal, Satan. Do you see what's going on here? And that's what those authorities are doing. And we're seeing it every day. It's being manipulated and manipulated and manipulated. And so this is a real problem. Now, those are the authorities we have to displace those authorities. Those are personages. Those are spirit beings that have taken authority and scheme and network and work together to accomplish the will of God. Now, the second thing we're supposed to take down and displace are the strongholds. Strongholds are houses or or places. They're defense structures, Okay, so when an army is advancing against an opposing foe, an enemy, they try to take certain ground, they work it far enough, and then they set up a stronghold, a little fortress, that they then put all their supplies in and ammunition in and this and that, and they build a stronghold. The stronghold's not the army or the person, it's the place that everything's contained. So you have authorities and you have their strongholds. Okay? Now this is important. We can pray against the authorities, kick out the authorities, but if we don't break the strongholds, that stuff is still there and can be easily reapplied. So we have to bind the strong man and clean the house out. You with me? Okay. Now you can, you can rescue someone. Let me use an example here. You can rescue someone from an abuser. But all of the abusing and everything that they put into that child, let's say it was a child, is a stronghold of fear and guilt and brokenness. It's one thing to displace the authority that did that. It's another to break apart the strongholds of damage that were done in us. You understand what I'm saying? All right? So in the communist regime, it's not enough that a communist dictator dies or leaves another one comes and fills the place of the stronghold that's over the country I hope I'm making my point so in the spirit realm we have to go for the authorities and their strongholds we need to do that within our own beings as well we'll be getting that into that in the weeks to come but we can break the power of any demonic oppression in our life but there's strongholds within us that we have got to clean out What is a stronghold? It's a defense structure. It's the supply lines. It's lies, ideologies, belief systems, wounds, fears, addictions, sin, guilt, and shame. These things are propagated in the heavenlies over nations. It's attitudes and thoughts, and they're built in. Uh, We talked about it last week where in certain Countries. There are strongholds of witchcraft. There are strongholds of false religions. There are strongholds of superiority, right? This is what Hitler groomed. It, the, after World War One, it they, Germany was so devastated and so broken, and the World Council came together and really slammed it on them for how terrible they were in World War I, that it decimated the country, which made it ripe for an authority to come in and say, we're the best. We're a unique nation. We're the Aryans. We're the greatest. And so Hitler was able to establish from their broken and woundedness a stronghold of superiority. And in that mindset, conquer the world right you understand what I'm saying so we've got to break the strongholds too now how are we going to do this first of all how do we displace authorities Peter said this in one Peter 3 15 in your hearts honor Christ as the Lord as holy Uh, other translation says in your heart set Jesus as king Set him on the throne of your heart. What it means for, for, this, for Christ the Lord as holy, holy means separate, apart from all others. The only way that you're going to destroy an authority, a principality that is ruling over is a stronger ruler has to take his place. There is one ruler that is above all others. And so we have to exalt Jesus Christ. That's why, brothers and sisters, churches and Christianity can begin to flood into a nation, and as they worship and as they exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, it begins to do damage in the heavenlies. I don't know how else I can say it and put it year after year to to really explain the importance of worship, audible worship. Why audible? We've, we've had a stronghold over Christianity in the United States that has been muting the church. I don't understand it, especially Pentecostals who got this revelation uh, in the, at the turn of the century and worship began to explode. We began to realize how important praise and worship is. And then it turned into an industry, something we pay and buy money for. And then we had... Rock star Christian artists and this and that. We've lost what happens. It's warfare. Yes. And we offer the fruit of our lips. That's words. Why? Because your mental telepathy doesn't do the damage that you have to speak into the earth realm to tear down the authorities. And when we start exalting Jesus as king, it changes the spiritual atmosphere over your city and town. Amen? I so appreciate it. I've mentioned this a couple times, but the brother that's out there that is taking worship to the streets. Why? What's the point? Come on, there's so many people clamoring in the streets. There's one difference. There's an authority in the heavenlies that comes with that kind of praise that changes the dynamic of the strongholds. If you're going to change the laws, don't think it's legislation. First, got to break the powers. You begin breaking the powers in the heavenlies, it will change the climate on earth. That makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if the sun is shining, what's the temperature going to be like? Hot. Right? Simple analogy. What you do in the heavenlies is going to have an impact into the earth. So worship is key. Set Jesus as king of your heart. Set him as the authority. The church has got to get back and say, Jesus is Lord over Detroit. Jesus is Lord over Roseville. Jesus is Lord over Sterling Heights. Jesus is Lord and King over Michigan. Jesus is Lord and authority over the United States. Because as we begin declaring that, echoing that, proclaiming that, it shifts the atmosphere because there's an authority now higher than any other principality or authority. So that's how you, disupl- you displace authorities. You speak the word of God and you make declaration. Now, how do we displace strongholds? The strongholds that have been set up, these false lies and false accusations and false information. There are three elements, scripture, prayer, and worship. You break every lie with what? truth. What is true? What is truth? Pilate asked that of Jesus. He didn't know with it standing right in front of his face. Here is the truth of truths. It's Jesus. He's the truth, the Word of God and Scripture. Can I encourage you believers, study the Scriptures. Can I encourage you, memorize Scripture. Well, I'm no good at it. Come on. I could, I could ask you to sing five different jingles from fast food restaurants and you could sing every one of them. Right? Because you're inundated with this rep- repetition. Why are we not inundated with Scripture? It is essential. And I, please, please, I'm begging you. I'm going to get on a knee. I am begging you. I am begging you. You're going to get buried in the next five years if you don't study Scripture. There is coming such a perversion on thought and and there's going to be this persuasion and delusion that is going to come over this land and if you don't have the word of god in your heart if you're not enlightened by the word of truth you'll get swept down the river in the sewage of this stuff you're going to start believing it look at call me a nut i don't care you'll start There may be showing up in the next couple of years, aliens showing up on earth, on the planet, weird creatures, this and that. You might, oh, come on, now you're really going on. Demonic manifestations are going to happen more and more. And if you don't understand the word of God, if you don't believe and trust what the word says, if you're not standing on a rock, you're standing in sand. If you're not for me, you will end up against me. So I'm telling you, the only way to get rid of these strongholds, they're coming ferocious, they're coming fast, they're coming strong. And please teach your children. Teach your grandchildren. Teach your nephews and nieces the word of God. It's the only thing that'll cut through every lie. It's the only thing that is the true weight and measure of discerning right from wrong. So the way to displace the strongholds is to bust them down. The only hammer, the only wrecking ball you have is the word of truth. Not your opinion. Not your good behavior. The word of God. That's it. Secondly is prayer. How else are we going to attack the strongholds? How else are we going to speak against those authorities in high places? But through prayer. And it is when people gather together, unity in prayer, unity in prayer. Uh, God even saw the power of unity at the Tower of Babel. How many of you remember that story? At the Tower of Babel, they spoke one language, right? How many of you know the world's getting to a place right now where uh, once again for the second time in world history, first at Babel, now at this point in history, we're getting to one language around the world? and God had to confuse their language because he said they are unified and what they put their mind to they can accomplish one one language one thought one mind that's how antichrist is going to come in that's how this thing's going to happen right and so we have to begin the church doesn't understand unity We can have differing opinions but be unified over who Jesus Christ is. Stop splintering over these minor issues. Understand, can I encourage everybody? I know, you got to vote. It's essential to vote. We've got to do the right thing here. We've got to protect the nation as best we can at the ballot box. But can I ask you to set your mind past the election and understand that Jesus is still king? No matter what happens here? He is king. you got to be kingdom-minded. If your Christianity is based how an election runs, something's faulty. So understand who he is. People, we've got to unite and we've got to pray with one voice, one authority, one power, setting king, Jesus, above all else, according to the word of God, and last of all, worshiping him, exalting him, worshiping. Worship is a weapon. Worship is a power. It's got great force and great authority. These three things are essential that break down every stronghold that has been established. We'll get into it in a few weeks, but like I said, in your own life, once you got saved, once you got to know Jesus Christ, you were taught how to praise him. And that's what begins to break up the mess inside of us, is the worship. Now, let me share with you some of these uh, ideas, to displace the strongholds, cut off its supplies. The stronghold is a place where the enemy is supplying so that it can do the damage. So how do you cut off supplies? You don't feed it. You feed scripture, prayer, and worship. Stop feeding the enemy. Stop joining in the enemy's work. Don't return evil for evil. Jeez, the New Testament's filled with this, ministering in the opposite spirit. Don't return evil for evil. What do you return it with? Good. Right? If they come against you, you give them the love of Jesus. If they speak against you, you don't speak against them. You break and you do not, you break the stronghold, you don't feed it. Break the stronghold, don't feed it. Say it with me. Break the stronghold, don't feed it. (laughs) There you go. You went for three, I'm glad. Stronghold. All right? So what we have to do is, if there's a stronghold, you surround it. If there's a stronghold of depression, you surround it with hope. Does this make sense? So what you surround it by, it cuts off the enemy from feeding it anymore. So if I'm in a place of depression, I've got to begin to believe that there is hope. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Has anybody here experienced deep depression? I've been in a place years ago i was in such a place of deep depression i I thought of suicide on two occasions uh and i'm not talking about a a thought i mean going there i mean you know trying to uh start the process i mean deep depression where you can't get out of it some of you'll understand what i'm saying you could taste it and you can feel it it's an atmosphere it's it's a pressure and it's 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 debilitating and the only thing that could get me through is I, I was even doubting if there was a God, but the thing that got me through is I, I knew there was a God. And from that little idea came the idea that if there is a God, things can't stay the same. Things can't stay the same. God has the authority to change things. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know what's going to take place. I think things are going to change. Could be a year, two years, five years, six years. I don't know, but I think it's going to change. That small seed of hope is all God needs to change your life, to change the stronghold and begin to break it. Same with rejection. So then start surrounding yourself with acceptance, the stronghold of unresolved anger then surround yourself with forgiveness begin to understand christ and forgiveness strongholds of fear then put yourself in the knowledge of god's love surround yourself bathe yourself baptize yourself in this a stronghold of failure i'm a good for nothing i'll never amount to anything start focusing on the resurrection of jesus christ that there is a promise of a new day that god can lift you up out of the miry clay begin to look to a victory to an accomplishment These are biblical truths that you have to believe more than your uh, feelings. We're in a culture right now that is completely absorbed by emotion. They base truth on what they feel. And if we hurt somebody's feeling, we've just devastated their worldview. But that's not reality. Your your feelings don't change what is true and what is right. There are times I don't feel it, but I need the revelation of God's Word. And I remember that times where I did this because the Word of God said so. I didn't feel like it. I even didn't even believe it. But I made myself do what the Word of God said. And guess what worked? The Word of God you will adjust. The engine on your train must be the Word of God. And put your emotions in the caboose. It will follow. Now, last of all, once we begin to displace the authorities and once we begin to displace the strongholds that they set up, you must then fill it up and replace the authority. And what you replace that authority with is the living person of the Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, take place. Take your authority here. Reign on this place. Go into the heavenlies. Fill that realm. Pour out your spirit. That's what began happening as Paul would go into cities and preach. He would begin a Bible study, and people would get saved, and they began to gather and worship and study the word. And literally, the structures of the city began to change. It got to a place where, even in the book of Acts, they said, These are those who have turned the world upside down. What does that mean? Every authority structure of the demonic and every stronghold had been displaced and Christ was exalted as king, and now what was wrong has been righted with Jesus over everything to such a place where even the Roman Empire converted to Christianity. That's what warfare is about. Do you believe that we can do that again? We need the authority of the Word of God. We need to pray in unity, and we need to exalt Jesus above all. Now, let's... Setting the Spirit in place. Let's, let's just do some work here in the next five or six minutes uh, at the bottom of your page. I'd like to list some spiritual authorities. These are demonic spirits that would be over our nation, the United States. You can identify them by the sin that is evident over the land some are more uh, stealth some are more obvious so let's take just the authorities then we'll talk about the strongholds how it how it built a stronghold but what would be just raise your hand so we're not just yelling it all out but what would be an authority a demonic authority principality over the united states and an influence yes murder of yeah murder of children okay abortion now let's go with that for a second abortion uh, what is okay let's take abortion what's the spirit over the concept of murdering children why does that happen what's the what's the what's the ruling authority over that yeah. choice choice that's what it's called now right there's we've changed it from abortion to Choice, and the choice is typically the numbers and the science proves that the choice is based on what? Convenience, personal convenience. All right, which goes to that American dream, which, in my opinion, has become the ruling principality over this nation. Greed. Greed. Self. selfishness and greed do you see that you see what I'm talking about how when you look at the authorities and you go after one you recognize that there are in fact higher layers to this thing now let's go back to the abortion thing what would be a stronghold for the abortion issue where's the stronghold how does it set up camp first we said it changes the language to make it acceptable this is my body the government shouldn't tell me what I should do with my body so there's there's a distortion here that becomes a stronghold of liberty and pursuit. There are there's the uh, what uh, let's say what governing um, businesses and officials are over those that industry. Planned Parenthood. If you would look at the the uh, Margaret Sanger. So the founding people, feminism, feminism uh, all of these ideologies. Do you see how they're packing in as strongholds, and they get distorted in, into rights and so forth? Margaret Sanger was a eugenics proponent. That means she wanted to eliminate certain races. Okay, so problem. Uh, so the uh, what's the pregnancy thing? The uh, She started what? Margaret Sanger, I'm sorry. Planned Parenthood. Okay, so Planned Parenthood. Where are most of the abortion clinics located? Poverty stricken areas, city areas, specifically black African-American areas. Margaret Sanger wanted to eliminate the African-American community. And see, if, if you're not aware of the, the layers of all of this behind all this stuff, it's demonic, isn't it? All right, let's go to another one. Yes. Okay. So, so we say homosexuality, gay, lesbian. Is that the bulk of sexual sin? Let's back up. Where, what's the higher level of, a, there, that's definitely a stronghold. But where, okay, adultery, pornography, pornography, fornication. See, the church has got to be careful in its language. We're not just against homosexuality while we have all sorts of fornication and adultery going on in the church. That's complete hypocrisy. Complete hypocrisy. Holy sexuality is what we're talking about. And so a spirit of perversion. The perversion of God's word is the higher level of authority. What does God's word say about human sexuality? What did God create for the health of a society and culture sexually? Man and a woman and a family. Families are essential. What's happened to our families? They're being disintegrated. You disintegrate the family, what do you do to a culture? It's, it's falling apart. Do you see the structures? I hope you're beginning to see what I'm talking about. Right? Now, what are some of the strongholds that hold these ideas of perversion and sexual perversion and all that? Name some of the strongholds that perpetuate it. Say that. Justification. Justification. That we need it. It's a pleasure. We're back to the needs issue, aren't we? My personal rights. Is there an industry that helps promote this stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's called entertainment. Isn't that sad? Again, I, I, I don't want you to look it up. Some of you will. But the number one song on the pop charts is the most crude, vile, pornographic song that I've ever heard in my life. It's It's horrible. It's disgusting, and most of the kids are listening to it every day. Every day. Going right into their brain. And so this is why so many are so confused about their gender, because at a young age, it's, it's really confusing. They don't understand who they are, what they are, what sexuality is, what is proper sexuality, what are the limits, when, when it's just so twisted. Right? Now, I'm, I'm going to stop there because those are, the, those are two illustrations that it's not just the one thing you think of, it goes higher to a higher level of authority that we have to go after. And you see how the biblical mandate goes against those things. So that's how we have to pray. Now let's, let's just bring it on home to Detroit. Are there some particular strongholds over the city of Detroit? Last week we talked about it, poverty, racism. Islam, you know, part of uh, a false religion, over um, Dearborn. Now, what can easily be construed by Christians talking like all the topics we talked about tonight? What is the world going to construe us as? Haters, right? Racists, hate mongers, and all that. And you would have to therefore say that's what this promotes. Because we're quoting scripture of what God's truth is. Do you see how the powers and the principalities have turned what is right into what is wrong? And what is wrong into what is right, my freedom, my choice, and so forth. And who is the greatest one to suffer under this? The children. The children. Everyone's forgotten about the children. That's sad. What does Jesus say true religion is? Caring for the widows and the orphans. Those who are fatherless. Okay? So over Detroit, we see these same things. And you can see that a lot of it has to do with greed. A lot of it has to do with power. Right? Crime, all of this. Drug money, crime money, and so forth. How many people in Detroit are just trying to live a life and a good life? But there are power structures that are being run over them in the heavenlies, and they set up the strongholds. And so what we have to do is we have to get back to the word, praying in unity and worshiping God, establishing him as Lord over all these things and showing the love of God. All right. So this is what spiritual warfare is about. And this is what we're to do with the authorities and the strongholds. Let's close tonight. I'm going to ask if you'll stand with me at this time.